0: mm Midwest Monsters Podcast, I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Adner, joined by
1: Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny, Hot Toddy.
0: Good to be with you again, friends, as we hit you with another installment of the Monster Mash. You know the format by now, we each pick a film and make everybody else watch it, for better (laughs) or for worse. Uh... I chose the film Lovely Molly because it was on no one's radar, not even my own. And friend of the show, Kyle Putra loaned it to me, said I have to watch it. I watched it, enjoyed it, made everybody else watch it. Professor?
2: Uh, I chose Hereditary. Uh, we typically don't like to cover sensational horror films right after they've come out or really anything big like that. Kind of give it a little time to marinate give uh, also an opportunity for everyone to have watched it because obviously we're a spoiler-ridden podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I thought enough time had passed, and I thought it was far too important. Far too important. That was a funny slip. Impli- <laughs> this is an important that's film. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yuck, yuck. So, yeah, that's why I picked it. Just uh, excellent. Thought we needed to discuss it, and it certainly has plenty to discuss. So
1: I picked Doom Asylum. Uh, this is a movie, I just happened to find it. As I've mentioned before, I still have the DVD, Netflix, that gets sent to your house and so I can get some of the things I can't find. Other ways, when I was looking through horror movies at one time, this one came up. It was a slasher movie from 1987. I'd never heard of it, and I'd had it on the list, and so I thought, we're doing a mash, why not pull this one out? I've never seen this, and so I picked it and made everybody else watch it.
2: Now, if we all like it, are you then going to say that you picked it for different reasons? <laughs> no. All right. I respect that.
3: Uh, so I picked Ghost Story, um, mainly because I have a long history of trying to watch this movie. So I thought it would make me, uh, make you me watch say, it.
0: You should say what year, because there's a new movie called Ghost
3: Story. Uh, so Ghost Story 81? 81. 81. 81. Um, I remember first time I saw this on the video shelf, I think I rented it um this is back when i would uh i rented like tons of movies every week and i would record them and for some reason it didn't record over i owned it at one point on vhs owned it on dvd and just for whatever reason i've never been able to watch this movie so it's kind of why i picked it for now
0: are you glad that you bought all these mediums of the film and never watched it, and got rid of it? i am proud of that <laughs> yes and now i have it
3: on blu-ray from Scream factory Nice. that I just opened for <laughs> this occasion. Did you
0: buy it brand new? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> Man. Man. I did spend more than $2 Dude, on it. There's some it, petty so. shit going <laughs> on around <laughs> this table right now. Hateful. Just hateful. Man. Hateful. All right. So, folks, we have decided to start uh, from silliest to serious. Oh, serious? We were... Is that Sirius. a word?
2: Oh, I thought we were coming out of the gate with the strongest. Well. Anyways, go ahead with it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Doom Asylum. <laughs> go
0: ahead. Be strong of the four films. Doom Asylum. Who's got dates and details? Todd, do you want to hit this up other than it being 1987?
3: Doom Asylum. I had 88, but we'll go with 87 because I don't think it matters. Uh, Each year is blaming <laughs> it on the other one <laughs> <laughs> ever since. <laughs> well, in this time period, too, where it took a while for a film to come out, so it's probably 87. Um, I have Patty Mullen, um, who was uh, would later go on to be Franken-Hooker herself. Um, the one that shocked me, because as I was watching it, I was like, is that the chick from Sex and the City? But yes, uh, <laughs> Christian Davis, who plays Charlotte on Sex and the City. Um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's my details. That's
0: the lineup. Uh, what about a brief synopsis?
1: So... You guys help me out here filling any gaps.
2: There's not much to miss. The
1: movie opens with a guy and a woman. They've clearly just screwed people over and got a bunch of money. They're fleeing to go be together. He's playing on Facebook while driving. <laughs> <laughs> they wreck. She's
3: killed. He is he's he's perfectly fine until the next scene where he's like half a corpse, <laughs> yeah. and they start uh, they're doing taking skin
1: off of his face, oh, and he's not dead, ah! <laughs> so he escapes and then he murders the hospital staff, <laughs> and then you've never heard this before. a bunch of young people are out in a group
0: what
1: yeah. Yeah, and they end up where they shouldn't be,
0: the haunted asylum,
1: and end up getting picked off one by one by a crazy man.
0: And one of the girls in the group, her mother, was the woman in the car. (laughs) And she was lucky
3: enough to go to the scene and find her mom's hairbrush (laughs) 20 years later.
2: Yes, the uh, (laughs) special untouched area where newspaper (laughs) clippings stay put for 10 years as well. (laughs) Guys, (laughs)
1: Guys, <laughs> this movie is so bad. This movie is so bad. It' like fun bad, yeah, to a degree. This is not one that I'm gonna have a house full of people and go,
0: "Hey guys, let's watch Doom
2: Asylum." Honestly, I think that might be the best way to enjoy this. <laughs>
0: I think this is somebody's troll too. You know, I, mean? I will agree with that. This is somebody's best worst movie. Um, people watch uh, obviously Sleepaway Camp's a better film, but people probably watch this as much as I watch Sleepaway
1: Camp. It is so bad. It like the sound effects when they're outside sound like the intro to Pee Wee's Playhouse. with <laughs> <laughs> all the jungle noises. <laughs> like ah, oh, God. The
3: uh, I, I after looking it up, I do remember when I saw the poster. I do remember the this in the video stores. Um. Thank God I never picked it up then, but... (laughs) You know that you owned this on VHS and DVD. I did not, sir. you never watched it. I did not. My my biggest thought was... Good day, (laughs) sir. All the uh, one-liners that the killer says after each kill, I was like, you know the producers and director, whoever, was like, we got the next Freddy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. His one-liners were phenomenal. I've I've got some written down, but I'm going to
3: save them. The the punk girl band... Mm.
2: I like where they switched out whatever they were actually playing with, like, ambient chaos. Yeah. And, like, there's a girl playing drums, and there's no percussion sounds in the music <laughs> you're hearing. Like, it's...
0: And they're communists. They're communist
3: punks. They're the communist Josie and the Pussycats.
2: Yeah, there. There was not a continuity person on this film, mm-hmm. uh, looking out for the small details. Uh, I noticed the climactic scene, the, the final finish. Uh our main protagonist has the tube or well, not protagonist, but the, our killer has the tube off the back of his head where you can literally see it <laughs> dangling out for the literally the end scene. I was like, Oh, that's the
3: end. Oh, that's depressing. Can, can I tell you what I, really I looked, what I really looked forward to in this film was that probably cause it was a uh, public domain was the killer keeps watching Sweeney Todd. And I would just be like, Go back to Sweeney Todd. I was enjoying that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know the backstory on that. Did they use uh, films that they had the rights to just to make it a theatrical length?
3: I felt like they was was it, it all no Sweeney, purpose. Was it all Sweeney Todd that they? No,
2: they were different films. Oh. A lot of them were with the old actor Todd
3: Slaughter. Was his name?
0: Uh, listeners, uh, what would happen is between kills, the killer would go back to his private lair. Uh, he, it society.
3: wouldn't even. I can't even say he would go back. It would He'd be. He would be four flights up, and the next thing he's in the basement watching Sweeney <laughs> Todd. Just watching classic horror films <laughs> yeah. when he's not killing. The acting was absolutely
1: atrocious in this movie. I mean, this acting was bad even by porno standards. Like, it was rough.
3: Can I say how embarrassed I was? Like, as soon as the black guy went off by himself, I'm like, <laughs> god damn it, there's gonna be some kind of rap scene or some shit. <laughs> uh,
0: I hate rap music. Don't call me honey. That's what the killer says. Uh, <laughs> point, point. Yeah, he had um, some great ones. So here's my initial thought. It's,
3: um... I don't ever want to be ashamed for liking Demon Wind. Ever. <laughs> ever Demon <laughs> Wind should have won an Oscar next to this movie.
0: I would watch this movie before I'd watch Demon
3: Wind. Oh, uh, you're, you're wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what was
2: your initial thought? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that at least this movie's funny. Yeah. Uh that's that's what I'll give it is that it it's bad. So bad. It, yeah, humorously <laughs> bad. Like I've watched some that were bad that just be more funny. They had no redeeming value, at, the, at least this was funny.
3: I think watching it uh we watched it New Year's Day, so we watched it together. I think I had to watch it by myself and I'm like please end. But it watching it with other people yes. like cuz we laughed at it. It was yeah. stupid. Well, I think
2: it's important to stress too here that this isn't like bad, all-time bad levels. Like, when you watch something like Troll 2 that looks like Aliens made it, this at least had basic concepts that were popular at the time that they're just cashing in on. Um, The kills are not that bad. Like, you can at least tune in, laugh a little, see some decent kills. So, I just want to stress to listeners, like, this isn't unbelievable bad. It's just not a good movie. Um, I think, if nothing else, uh, fans of Frankenhooker, need to see this because that's the only this is the only other movie she did yeah um and i think that she is actually still pretty decent in this i think before this she'd been a penthouse pet um and so she made two movies and in this one she plays her mom 10 years before (laughs) and then obviously the daughter character for the, the majority of the film she also runs around and heals through the, the film i mean yeah uh, which is equally impressive but yeah i mean my my overall thoughts on it were i laughed i was entertained you cried and, and i cried a lot <laughs> um hysterically somewhere around yeah. the middle mark no but it's just it's just fluff it's, it's it's not anything notably towards the bottom of the worst films i've ever seen but it wasn't a good movie
0: Another favorite line from the film is when she's talking to her boyfriend and he's trying to help her through this grief process and he says, I'm not your mom, I won't be, but I can be. That I, I <laughs> could be. That,
3: that's still, from there on on she calls him mom. I'm still confused by that. She
0: calls her boyfriend mom yep. through the rest of the film. Yep. And Here's a question. In this rundown asylum where these communist punks are having band practice, why do they have a coffee maker? How do they have power for that? <laughs> That's a good question.
3: <laughs> why are they drinking coffee?
2: Runs on doom.
3: I I did say while we were watching it is that there's something about 80s crappy movies that there's still watchability um, where like a lot of more modern films looks like somebody shot it in their backyard on, on their iPhone. Um I don't know.
0: Yeah,
3: some of the worst eighty oh, movies yeah, are still a charm to it. are still uh, are still fun in some way. Uh,
0: when the killer kills the main communist punk rock girl, the one who's way much in, too much into her character, he says, "I respect your First Amendment rights, oh, but yeah. I disagree." Yeah, <laughs> and then he kills
3: her. I feel like this movie that was should, a game changer. This movie <laughs> yeah. needs to come out now with all the, uh, you know. I just feel like we could bridge our our gap between our politics today with this film.
2: I can't remember where I read it or saw it, but that they were talking about they had her flash her chest just so they could sell it for cable rights. Like just to get it on late night Showtime or HBO. Because it it did seem out of place. Because kids would look and be like, nudity. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think that they literally T-t-ts. tried to make a little bit more money by
1: yeah, getting because her to that, do that was her
0: like trying to scare them away. She yeah, it made no sense. you How about that breasts? laugh
1: and that fight scene between her and that dude? <laughs> one of the worst things ever put to She's film.
3: She's like an F, F actress, Linnea. Oh,
1: that was awful. I can't <laughs> believe we spent this much time talking about it.
3: Uh, If
2: you really loved it, Arrow Video released it and they just announced today that they're releasing an earlier film of the same director called Scared Stiff. So check that out.
3: I remember I never remember watching it. I remember that in the video store too. Nice.
0: Yeah. When the killer is killing someone at the end and he says, oh, you don't have malpractice insurance? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any final thoughts on uh, Doom Asylum? Nah. Right, right in the middle. (laughs) If if you're looking for silly schlock, uh, I can't not recommend it.
2: Yeah, like Shockwaves was really hard on this, except for I think one of them. Yeah, I'm not gonna be hard on it because I don't think it takes itself serious. No, 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 it absolutely
0: does not. It's
3: actually uh, when I looked it up, it's actually listed as like comedy horror. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is good enough time. (laughs) I I had fun with it. Maybe it's I guess as Todd said. Maybe it's because we watched it together, you know, it, it's, it's better, you know, some films are better with a crowd, so. All right, moving right along to Ghost Story. Give me some dates and some details.
3: Ghost Story, 1981, uh, directed by John Irvin, who went on to do Raw <laughs> Dill and Next of Kin. Uh, written by Lawrence D. Cohen, uh, who did Carrie and It. Uh, based on the book by Peter Straub. FX by Rick Baker and Dick Smith. Stars Fred Astaire, uh, Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., John Houseman, Craig Wasson, Wasson, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Uh, Alice Krieg, Mm -hmm. um, Ken Olin, uh, and Kurt Johnson. And then, uh, as a note, this is the final theatrical feature for Melvin Douglas, Fred Astaire, and Douglas Fairbanks Jr.
0: All right. Can you give a brief synopsis?
3: Sure. Um, so it's kind of a, is it four older gentlemen? And they basically, um, college friends, uh, they've, they they kind of have like a little club where they get together and they share scary the stories. The child,
0: Chowder Society. The Chowder Society. Or as I like to say, us in 40 years.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that. Um so there's basically uh the opening of the film we see um a guy come out to a, a girl in his bed and basically the the woman is dead and it scares him out of a window and he hangs dong to his death <laughs> um it, all the way <laughs> and then uh the actor is uh Craig Wasson from Nightmare 3 and body uh, double so he uh, wakes up. You realize that it's, it's actually.
1: And winner of Bill Maher
3: lookalike contest across <laughs> that, the country. So, his, uh, also that. so the opening scene was actually, uh, it happened, but it was also a dream. And we find out that this is the twin brother. Um, and their father is one of the, the men in the society. And um, just briefly, there's a, there's a haunted house in the small town. And there's a attachment with the girl. the The twin brothers both have had um, romantic encounters with the woman. Relations, and, and they later find out that uh, the woman is attached to their dad and to the to the society.
0: Yeah, that sums it up. Good, great synopsis. Um, overall, I. I've seen this movie on the shelf dozens of times, you know, and it was just something that didn't jump out at me. Um, it's been kind of sold to me as in the vein of like Changeling or Lady in White, just kind of, kind of just spooky or slower stories. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So overall I enjoyed it.
2: Um,
0: it was my first time watching.
2: For like kind of my overview on this, I, I'm not really objective with this film. I, I love it. Yeah. Like this, There's like a short list of 10 modern films at the time when I was a kid that were a big deal to me. And that I bonded with my dad on. This was one of them. Yeah. Um, this blended old Hollywood and people that I know extensively from films for the careers that they're known for. Who are in a modern, uh, explicit horror film as well. And so it really brought two worlds together that I was familiar with and put them into something I love, which is a traditional ghost story. Yeah. Um, and so from that aspect, it's I, I'm not going to be uh, too critical of the film because I don't have many complaints with it in, in really all directions
1: yeah.
2: uh, from the way it was, from the production and the people in it. Um, I do have a minor complaint that we'll get to uh, more around the ending. Um but overall, this, this would be like a fringe top 20 horror film for me. Because oh, wow. I just have that much history with it. So
0: Okay, cool,
1: cool. I had never seen this movie before. Matter of fact, I don't, even, I don't think I knew it ever existed when I saw the cast. I was intrigued by it. I did not expect a movie with Fred Astaire. <laughs> In it, to have all the titties and wieners that I saw throughout this movie, that came as a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, I definitely recognized a, w- at least one of the makeups from a Dick Smith's do-it-yourself monster makeup book that my dad had when I was a kid that I now own. So I recognized that. That was a neat little thing for me. Um, do we want to start going through the movie? or
0: Did you like, What are your initial impressions? Uh...
1: I didn't know what to expect going into it at all, especially with the cast that was given. And then I'm like, it threw me for loops every time I thought I was like, oh, this is going to be like, then there'd be a scene that was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Maybe it was, it's not going to be one of those all in all at the end of it. I liked the movie, not one. I probably would have seen on a shelf or on TV that I would have stopped to watch, (laughs) but all in all, I thought it was a decent flick.
3: Yeah. Right on. Some good special effects, especially practical makeup effects.
0: And
3: Toddie. Uh, so again, I've, I've tried watching this movie for a while. To, to be honest, even though I knew about it, I didn't know what the. I always thought this was an anthology film. Uh, um, the movie is not what I expected when it when it took off. Yeah. Um, I agree. Fred Astaire is not something I'm like. Look, there's a bunch of dicks. <laughs> uh, so that was a surprise, and. Um, all I really knew about the film, like, the, the box that I remember was a black box with, like, the house and a moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember any trailers for this film. The only thing I knew about this film was the actors in it. And um, there's a – made a cover of Fango with uh, one of the effects of one of the one of the ghosts uh, was on the cover. It's all I knew about the movie. So, um, after watching it, and uh, I know we watched uh, Changeling recently, too. That was the first watch as well. Yeah. Um, I would say um, I would pick Ghost Story up there. with I I love the Changeling. I love Ghost Story. And I've I've had a long uh, fascination with Lady in White. So I would say it's right up in there with those.
0: Yeah, I found this to be more engaging than Changeling for me. I think it's a little better paced than the Changeling. Not that, the like I said, I changed my story on the Changeling. I liked it better the second time around. <laughs> but I think that this is a more engaging story that keeps you into it better than the Changeling.
1: I agree with that. It's well, especially for me because... I have some monster makeup show up in it too. You know, So for me, that's my personal preferences for movies
2: too. Yeah. I, well, and I think that this does an excellent job, well, just in general of being a chilling film yeah. at times, but making the ghost chilling. Oh, yeah. And materializing her and really bridging the gap between the eras um, with the present day and the past and where this kind of began which really packs more of a punch when things really start coming together in the last half of the film.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I, for me that the, this really doesn't have a weakness. I, I, I love the way that it's shot. Um, the score is very effective. Oh, yeah. I little things. And I really tried to pay more attention on this viewing. Cause I'd probably seen this film six or seven times already. um, And with this time, I really tried to pay attention to more of the technical aspects and just little things like the scene where um, uh, Craig Watson is at home with his dad after the brother has fallen out of the, the high rise and passed away. And there's that scene where they're at the table and there is a chair in between them. And we see the shadow of the chair huge in between them that shows the emptiness from the brother that's gone. Just little things like that. That's not a huge element of that story. But just the fact that they took the time to photograph it that way, yeah, like it's it's very stylized throughout without ever being stuffy about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: There's a part in the movie where it's a flashback, and it's the four guys drunk over at the lady's house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And at that point, I th- <laughs> "Said, are these old timey dudes about to run it?"
0: Oh yeah, Yeah, all of these dudes about to run it. I was like, man, nothing's changed. (laughs) Dance
2: with me, you toad.
0: Yeah, they uh, they kept singing "The Sweetheart of Sigma Chi," and uh, reminded me of our times partying at the Sigma Chi house in Butler at Butler University. And uh, also, that was someone wrote a book about David Letterman because David Letterman uh, Ball State alum, right here in Muncie, Indiana, and it was called "The Sweetheart of Sigma Chi" because he was (laughs) in the fraternity. And so it was a song. It was legit. So I was like, "Hey, I
3: know that Tim." Um, do we progress further with the the yeah, story? Please. So um, so we were talking about the the brother who had died. Um, the other brother shares with his father that he had had sex with the uh, with the woman that he had met her previously. They realized the the dad had had sex with the woman. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's getting good. Yeah. So, go. and you find out that that um in the in the flashback, you find out that the the four guys um the one guy had slept with her uh the other guys were kind of fascinated by her um there's an accident that happens they end up putting her in a car, pushing it in the river they think her. she's dead they think she's dead, she's not dead, but of course she, they can't save her she drowns um this was the nineteen twenties oh yeah. I think was the time period. Know, the
2: year thirty. Whatever. Yeah, so thirties, whatever. It
3: progresses uh, to modern day at the time. So like late seventies, eighties, and um, we find out that it's the the woman that they had killed. It's it's her ghost that comes back. One thing I find bizarre is the weird um, like vagrant dudes that are like the little cat brother. <laughs> are you that little creepy ass <laughs> kid? Oh yeah. <laughs> Woo! So the ghost is like working with. I thought that was a little bizarre, but it didn't take me out of the film at all. So the ghost
0: is bribing the homeless duo to help her, help her out.
3: <laughs> so when and they're they're in the house that she uh, she previously owned, which she haunts. Um, but then the uh, the the older men start getting killed as well. So and they're having terrible nightmares. Yeah, my yeah.
1: nightmare was mostly about Fred Astaire's toupee. <laughs> that was, <laughs> <I> was giving me <laughs> <their> bad <head laughs> dreams. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I'm trying to anything other, other things that stand out. You've covered it pretty well. Um,
2: and the reason it's important to remember, too, that when they push her and she hits her head accidentally, it is because previously to that, she had been hanging out with the group and one finally went to bed with her and was impotent yeah. and could not perform with her, which humiliated him, which then in turn, he's like bragging to them. They all want to know what she was like. And he's feeding them a line of bullshit yep. and takes them over there so they can have some fun too. And she completely feels, you know, sold out and disgusted by him. So she calls him on his bluff, starts kissing him, and he loses his cool Yeah. and uh, shoves her. And so there's there's already kind of some smallness involved on why we lead up to that point. And that is such a chilling scene when she comes up in the window oh, going man. into the water. Yeah. And only one of them even Puts their feet in the water to go. Yeah, like um, to but yeah, she then has returned with a vengeance. And I, I love that, uh, Craig Wasson's character tries to buy his way in to the chowder society with his own story. Yeah. And it's that yep. his, uh, call or flashback of his affair, uh, with her down in Florida.
0: He found a photograph of them with her and that's what,
2: where it all, he starts to bring it all, all these things together. Because yeah. her face is turned. Yeah. And so you can't be for sure. But he thinks something's weird here. And he's convinced that for sure that's the same woman that sent his brother out the window. And it appears that this is the same woman that they took a picture with when they were young. Yep. Yeah. Which really adds, you know, some some volume to, to oh, the yeah. overall scope There's of what we're gravity. looking at. Yeah. Uh,
0: anybody want to hit us with the ending? Old Man Dong.
2: Well, <laughs> basi- basically, she is offing these guys one by one, wrong. offing these guys one by one, um, coming as, you know, the scary, vengeful spirits, the one she th- makes uh, the father think that it's, I think, the sun down in the water, and yeah. he goes right over the side off the bridge, and then you show her standing off to the side, just yeah. kind of smiling, yep. just a little half smile. Um, we have the heart attack uh, with with him waking up in bed with the kind of going to the medicine cabinet and for the medicine and basically picking them off one by mm. one uh but through this it's important that to remember that the movie jumps around it's not as linear as we just laid it out Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's it's kind of a more compelling journey there uh, how we kind of put that all together uh but what it results in is a couple of guys being left with the sun and going Oh man! Like we did something bad. Like maybe it's time to talk about this and address it. Um, and we head out to the house where she had been, where the accident happened. Yep. And um, we immediately have the young guy fall uh, through the stairs and hurt his ankle. So we take the the most capable right guy out of there on purpose, so that we then can address why we have two older men uh, is kind of in the leading roles, but. At that point, we just got to stare out at the house with him. But um, we eventually get down to the point where Fred Astaire decides the only way to correct this is to make it right. And he basically has the car pulled out of the lake. And while that's happening, we have Eva, our ghost, coming down the steps in her wedding dress uh, to meet up with Craig Watson's character. Mm -hmm. And right as she gets in, right at the end... She's gone yep. because we have pulled the car out um, and let the world know that this girl's been down there all along and, and was left there to die. One of
1: the grossest corpses ever. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the yeah. sludge skin falls yeah. off. Of and her.
2: I love that she progresses each time we see her with a deterioration in terms of the makeup. Um, through the film I think that's kind of got that old school vibe to it where we oh, just yeah. keep kind of leveling up on it
1: I like and, that I got to see Fred Astaire stick a guy
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> when you start that film in 1981 I'm guessing high on the list of things you're expecting is not to see Fred Astaire put a knife in somebody <laughs> <laughs> um, not to mention he like flips a car and he's fine yeah but no here this is where my complaint is is the minor one is that we these Guys did something horrible and appear to have really not much remorse for it yeah. until they start getting the shit scared out of them. Right, um, and then we we almost make them feel like the victim. Yeah, and then my my but my real complaint is how abrupt the end is. Very abrupt. Uh, I remember it
0: happening and going, oh, that's it.
2: Yeah. Now, luckily, the film and the journey there is very rich and kind of covers a lot of different corners. So. I'm okay with it. It's, it doesn't spoil the film. But I, just even five minutes would have served this film huge just to to make Fred Astaire answer for it to somebody. Yeah. He's surviving. Yep. He's had the car brought up. Just some kind of follow-up instead of it just going, bam, 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 credits. After something that's been very kind of rich and restrained all the way up to that. That is my, my only real complaint with the <clears> film. <throat> Everything else I, I love.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I and more than I thought I would. So, any final thoughts on Ghost Story?
3: I would uh, I would highly recommend this movie for people yeah, who haven't it seen out.
0: it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, moving right along to my choice, which was a little film called Lovely Molly. Lovely Molly came out in 2011, starring Gretchen Lodge, Johnny Lewis, Alexandra Holden and Field Blavelt, that's who played Pastor Bobby, Field Blavelt. Uh, so it's the story of um, Molly and her husband, and they get married, and they move back into the home that she grew up in, what was her parents' home. And over time, uh, we find out that she had a pretty rocky past. In that home with her father who was abusive on many levels and uh, we also find out that Molly and her husband have a history of addiction and working to overcome that her husband's a truck driver so he's away pretty often and uh, we get scary things coming to haunt Molly whether it's her memories whether it's really ghosts whether it's supernatural we don't know, but that's kind of setting the stage for what the story is. I like this film, uh, the first time I watched it, and that's why I thought it was definitely worth asking you guys to check it out.
2: So, initial thoughts? Um, this is my first time viewing for me. I hadn't heard of this film. Um, I enjoyed it okay. I Within the first 20 minutes, I kind of was suffering from the eye-rolling. I was like, oh, this is very charted territory, like... But it starts to go off in some different directions and have some strengths to it that I actually, by the time I finished, um, I enjoyed it. And I don't think that's a mistake because the same thing happened with Exist, same director. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, this is the same, same guy. And, and so it's, it's that same experience I had.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess I did not mention it was directed by Eduardo Sanchez and written by Jamie Nash.
1: I had never seen this movie, hadn't heard of this movie until this. I watched it. Um, I have some issues with it. All in all, I think it is a well-made film. I think it is a well, very well-acted film. That being said, I don't know if I liked the film. And it's not, it has anything to do with the filmmaking process. It's just
3: more personal tastes for me. Okay. Oh, uh, when the movie started again, I was like, oh, found footage movie. That turned me off at first, but I thought it was done. Well um. Enough. Yeah. A- after that, like uh, that went away. Um, Cause it's, I mean, it uses found footage, but it's not a found footage m- movie. So um. First time viewing. I've heard of the film because I worked at an entertainment store when it came out. Um, this is the first time I watched it. Um, I really like the movie, but I also agree with Vinny. Um, and I think I think a lot of it's because of the um, a lot of the heavy themes and the drug use, and um, not necessarily the drug use, but like the the history with them and how it's played into the movie. It's just an uncomfortable movie, which it's it's supposed to be. Um, so it's not, it's something I enjoyed, but it's not something I'm going to be like, that was a feel good movie. Let's put it no, back in.
2: No, no. Speak
3: um, for yourself. <laughs> the professor has a boner.
0: Yes. Um, the movie, you know, we get lots of genuine scares in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lots of sense of dread. So, I mean, even right up from the beginning where they think someone's in the house. That alarm's going off. Yeah, alarm's going off. They call the cops. Um, then he leaves town to drive the truck, and she's lots of weird
3: shit. The, the, the scene where she goes to the kitchen, and there's just pounding on the door. It actually startled me quite a bit. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah.
0: I think, uh, and here comes the spoilers, friends. But uh, I think that the film really takes a turning point where her boss calls her into the office <laughs> and is like, uh, Hey, we need to talk. What's going on? And she's like, What? Well, I don't know. What's going on? And he's like, uh, we, we got some video. Uh, you care to explain what's going on here?
3: And um, she's being bf by a ghost. She's basically
0: <laughs> getting raped by a ghost.
1: Yeah, that's where... <laughs> That's where I...
2: wished for an unrated cut?
1: <laughs> this is where I turn on the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like This is where I turn on them. Because... I find... Rape... And sexual abuse... I mean, it's supposed to be uncomfortable. That's why it's there. I am really bothered. But I don't know why. I can't put my well, finger on why. But I mean... I don't think anybody enjoys it. But for me... It's just like, to me, it's kind of cheap heat in a way. We need need you to close
0: your eyes and go back to childhood. (laughs) I'm telling you. And can you tell us?
1: (laughs) No, and and I can tell you 100%. It doesn't trigger anything. Like, I'm not repressing any memories. I have no history. But I don't know. Something about that. And, I mean, I can look past it. It's not terribly graphic. It's just her in the scene or whatever. But at the same time, it's like,
0: wow, did we... We needed to go there with it. I so. thought. I thought at that point it became a sequel to Ghost Dad, based on what you said know
3: about Bill <laughs> <Donald laughs> <Phil> coffee. <laughs> um. So the the entity has similar themes. The entity is a great film, and it doesn't bother me. I think the difference is is we're learning that her dad has been molesting her, and so we assume that the the ghost that's raping her is her father. So automatically, I mean. I hate saying ups the ante, but. Well, <laughs> t- it definitely
1: gives it a, a darker, grittier, yeah. nastier oh, yeah. feel. And that that's not necessarily what I go into a movie to be entertained with. You know what? Maybe that's a better way for me to put it. And then, and then, I like, like escapism with my horror.
0: Well,
3: we have And that this s- is too real world. That side, and then when she actually starts turning back to some drugs. And, uh, like, the scene where she comes down and just high and basically bangs her husband. And after that it's just uh I don't know, like the theme the themes go pretty pretty dark. I Um, think that this movie was
1: about shitty men and the women that they leave in their wake.
0: Okay. Well and this is where I think the interesting part of the film comes into play. It's we have all these questions now based on that point of the film forward. And when we get to the ending here in just a, a minute. But we start to question, was it just her dad? Was her dad being possessed by supernatural forces? Is it her dad haunting her? Or is it a demon, which had at some point influenced her father? I feel like her dad was the deer man. The deer man? Yes. <laughs> yes. Original title for this. Original title for the film was deer man. Uh, horse deer man. Um, so... Moving forward, the film gets a lot more bonkers, man. Like, she and her husband are going to make out, and she, like, bites his lip and almost rips it off.
2: Yeah, it's like, because if you were at first, you're like, this is hot. And then you're like, no, it's not. Oh, let that
3: poor man go. <laughs> Don't hurt him anymore. And then she... She's watching a, a child just playing at her house. Like, she starts almost stalking. She's stalking a child, a neighbor
0: child. And then she gets video of her husband getting a Hummer from the neighbor. Which I smelled that a, a long way out. As soon as they said that he was a truck
1: driver and was gone a lot, mm-hmm. I knew that that was the direction they were going to
0: go. Oh, look at way. you, Encyclopedia Brown. Yep. you got it all <laughs> you figured out. Here.
3: Do you remember that case where Encyclopedia Brown discovered <laughs> that the husband was getting hit head from uh, the neighbor?
0: And then, you know, like Pastor Bobby comes by to check on her and she's... Uh. She's throwing some uh, serious vibes his way, and he comes by. Bi- throwing vibes?
1: And that's, that's one way of
0: putting it. Throwing cuckoo. I yeah. felt like that was another cheap,
1: some more cheap heat, too, was having the religious man eat her out. Fall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and then she ultimately kills him, and he's covered in bite marks.
2: After he's returned and yes. drops to his knees and buries his face in her naked crotch. Yes. <laughs> That happened. That's why you like this
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we we get the ending of the film. Um, the little girl from next door is found dead. Uh, and help me off the top of my head. Did she kill her husband? What happened to her husband? She killed him, didn't she? I thought so. Didn't he get the screwdriver, too? That's right. Yeah. That's right. The same one that Pastor Bobby got. Yeah. And then she... Um, She wanders out into the darkness of night, and we get just a blurry, vague glimpse of this double horse-headed demon, um, which is similar to a thing that she had found in a cellar earlier in the film, this seal that had like this double horse-headed demon on it. So it opens all these questions about what was haunting her, what got into her father, what's at play, is it purely human, is it purely supernatural? I just think that the film is good because it, it delves into these questions that we get just enough answer for, but still not enough.
2: I would agree. Yeah. I mean, because you can really kind of blend the two did did our demon target these people because they're weak. Right. And we demonstrate that by what they're doing. And this is all at their own fault. This isn't the demon doing it or is it the demon from inception? That's making them weak. Yeah, that's so making the, them do yeah, these things. Did
0: the demon produce the activity or did the demon come in because of the
2: activity? Yeah. yeah. That was what I found most compelling with it. And I just got to say right now, uh, the girl that plays Molly, mm-hmm. um, Gretchen Lodge, she's worth the price of admission. Great actress. She, I mean,
1: the acting this was surprisingly she good. She was
2: damn good at this film. Yes. I was just blown away. By her performance, yeah, and the like I said, the movie, some of it is is well charted territory, but she she catapults it. She I, makes it a different film. The
1: ending of this movie, I'm worried that we're going to start seeing this ending too often. I think it's new enough that the ending didn't bother me. That they used it, but it was familiar enough to me where I've kind of seen it once or twice before. Similarly. And I'm just afraid that movies are going to take a turn where everybody ends with the same type of ending.
3: You know? Do you see what? It, do you get what I, I mean? I, I can think of a, at least a handful of movies right now, modern films that, like The Witch, and yeah, it has a very similar feel to
1: the end. And uh, what was the other one that we watched where the guys were hiking and got lost? Ritual. 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 Yeah. Like, I just don't want to see it become a trope to where just everybody does it. Like I say, it doesn't bother me with this one just because it's early enough in it. It's just but seeing, got your it, ears perking seeing up. it makes yeah. me afraid that things are going to continue to go this way. And again, I'll clarify on this movie. The reasons that put me off of it are entirely just my taste in things. The movie was done well. I'm not mad that I watched the movie. I am never going to be in the mood to put that <laughs> on again. Cause it leaves you pretty gross yeah. after you watch it.
0: I took a shower, <laughs> but so anyway. All right. Any final thoughts about Lovely Molly?
3: So the um, the director of this did the original Blair Witch or the? Yeah, I, I would say, and I like Blair Witch, but that's not a movie to me that's just held up. I would say this is definitely um way better film, and I can see some influences from Blair Witch to this film though. Um, I feel like this is like maybe, like, let's do the Blair Witch, but actually show the audience some stuff, um, mm. which they did in this one.
2: Between those and Exist, I think it's time I start paying attention to this guy's IMDb. Sure.
3: He's done um, yeah. some good stuff, and uh, yeah, Exist was another film that started. We talked about it before. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to like the movie, and it, it was actually very enjoyable as well. Right on. I I got to recommend this one. You know, I, I'd say it's worth
0: checking out.
2: I'd say check it out. I'd say check it out, if nothing else, for Gretchen Lodge. Oh, yeah. Her performance makes it worth watching at least once, even if you're not in love with the film.
0: For sure. Right on. Round and third. Heading home with the heavy hitter.
2: <laughs> heavy hitter.
0: <laughs> heavy hitter. The, the family-friendly, <laughs> crowd-pleasing. <laughs> the upbeat and breezy watch. Little film we like to call Hereditary. Or as I say, Harry Terry. <laughs> Harry Terry. <laughs> Uh came out
2: last year, 2018, directed and wrote by Ari Aster, first time director. The, wow. film, the film we watched was made by somebody who had never done anything before that. Um starring Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolfe, uh Millie Millie Shapiro, and Ann Dowd. So a pretty decent cast for a first time director.
3: Yeah.
2: Um the the main Quick general way to describe this film in many ways uh, is you've got some ordinary people and you've got – we won't go too far into it yet, but some horror blended in with that. Um, We open the film um, with – well, technically we open it with any – our main character is a person who is working as a miniature artist. She's creating uh, miniature models of all kinds of different things, and we learn that she's got an exhibit coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, But the the real main first item within the film is that we go to her mother's funeral. Right. um, Where we have Annie delivering a eulogy, explaining that it's weird because her mom was so private and that she feels guilty even talking about her in front of people because it just doesn't seem like that's something... um, she would have wanted
0: and mom had her rituals
2: yeah that is said right there which i should stress too the film opens before we hear a word or see a person with her obituary printed on the black screen oh yeah um which i thought was kind of a an interesting open to it um how how deep do we want to go in the synopsis on this because this has a lot
0: Not deep. I I think it's something that's best that we just touch along the way. Okay,
2: we'll keep it on some super bullet points then. Yeah. Um, So basically, we have workings within the family, and as we go along, we learn a little bit of their troubled past. But we really come to a turning point when uh, Annie, the mother, makes her son, Peter, take his little sister, Charlie, to a party he's going to because he's made it clear, of course we're not drinking because like any high school kid would do. Oh, yeah. So he was forced to take his sister. Um, sister goes to the house party with him. Uh, he is off, you know, hitting a bong with friends in another room. She is allergic to nuts. Yes, she, uh, she has some, some problems, one of which is that um, she has some food on her own unsupervised and comes in and gets her brother because her throat's swelling up. She's panicking, and rightfully so. He races her to the car to get her to the hospital um and is flying down the road and it, and it is spoiler
0: absolutely alert. we have to t- we have to tell this part of the story yeah yeah so spoiler.
2: Um, it is agonizing to watch her in the car she's like just calling it anything for air because it's closing up quicker um she rolls down the window to get air uh peter has to swerve while driving flying down the road to avoid a deer yeah um and when he swerves it takes them towards a telephone pole which takes her head clean off right on screen um it's one of the only times i ever felt sick in a movie theater hot toddy and i went and saw this in the theater and i don't think i took a breath for like two minutes i
1: was watching it in my house my wife was watching it with me and she had glanced down at her phone right when that happened and i said holy shit I, and she said what and I couldn't get words to come out for a good 15 seconds so I was like that little girl's head <laughs> just got knocked off on the phone pole she's like what because you know that little girl's in all of well the
3: all, yeah, yeah you,
1: you think that she's the she's Damien or whatever you know yeah. she's what the whole thing's based around and you, that. Just, I didn't see it coming did not see it coming at all and yeah yeah it it rattled. It was a bold move. I, I had yeah,
3: to I had to cover my ways. mouth in the theater because yeah. it, it shocked me. Yeah, it was.
0: Whew.
2: And but- the, and the way he the, the the they followed through with that is what made it so effective. On top of that, we didn't stay there and dwell. He didn't pull the car over and go to something just cheap. We watch him ride home in shock, pull up to the house, just quietly stoned and gone, like. Checked he out. he can't even process what's just happened, uh, and you know, for the basically has driven home with his little sister hanging out the window, headless, and
1: just he, parks it. Yeah, just parks it, goes to bed. Babe. And a lot of
2: people I know griped about that, and I was like,
3: "He's in shock." He is a that.
2: teenage kid that just had that happen. He, what's the proper reaction? Uh, anyways, we then take him up and we, the next scene we see is him laying in bed that morning with his eyes open, just still laying there. And you hear mom getting ready for work. You know, the usual movements go outside and the screams that she lets out are just as scary as oh, any visual. Man. And while she's screaming, we flash to the head on the road. Yeah. At this point. Ugh, and, covered and in
0: ants.
2: The, I mean, the way that, that they did that, but that whole sequence was, I mean, it was just incredible and effective. And, and from there, then our movie branches off between basically kind of two two really points of the film, which is the grief within the family and their relationships with each other and how they're interacting, and then what maybe something sinister is happening. Yeah, and so we kind of weave back and forth between those. Um, one notable moment. F- uh, for the, the kind of grief in the family, is the dinner scene. Tony Collette should get an Oscar for that. She
1: absolutely should get an Oscar nom for that yeah. movie. She, she was unbelievable. Spoiler good. alert,
2: she didn't. Yeah. yeah. She got um, but that ooh, scene where the, the son and his mom basically start throwing blame on each other for what happened to her is excruciating to watch because. They both do it kind of passively and not completely hurling at each other. Yeah. But it really shows the lack of ownership in this family. Oh, yeah. The dad, the husband, he's a therapist and he's got nothing. He's checked out. I mean, he's just basically wounded and neutered.
0: Side story, in longer version of the film, you find out that he was her therapist, the mother. Mm, yeah. And that's how they met. Not in not in the complete version. Uh, not in the finished film, but in originally. Mm. Yeah. Um,
2: and then we have Annie working through her grief. She goes to a support group. Um, within that support group, she ultimately meets a woman who has had her own loss. Um, I think with a drowning son. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they kind of connect. And what leads us through that is uh, in Dowd's character encouraging... And showing her how to speak to her daughter, how
0: to communicate through with a séance, yeah, yeah. doing
2: the séance. Um, and so basically, we eventually get the family to do that with her. Annie gets the her son and husband to join her, which is a great sequence. Um, and we realize after the fact that maybe she had been taught something else that she was reciting. Yeah. Um, one of the main things is when she goes back to that woman's house, she notices the floor mat in front of it and makes her connect it with belongings of her mother yep. and goes back and big. starts rifling through her mom's stuff um, and realizes when she gets going through the book that this woman had, was close with her all along. Yep. And so we're, we're now teetering into something sinister with motives behind it on what has led this. Um,
0: Start the slow, heavy metal music playing. Do, do, do,
2: yeah. Do, do. And so through that, we learn uh, basically that Annie's mom was looking for a male host for a demon. Yep. And that is the the end result of what's driving it. That's why we call it hereditary. Because no matter what, we're, we're trying to get to the situation where this works. Within the story, we learned that the the son was kept away from her because of of how toxic she was. And and when they had that first child, she didn't get to be a part of that. So then she tried, they let her be a part with Charlie. Charlie didn't work. Charlie was a girl. But it's basically you're seeing the demon in Charlie through the beginning of that film. The murder of her, and it is a murder because that's all by design with this group. Everyone that we've been seeing in this film is part of that and working together towards that motive. And we get to an insane final bit of the film. The
1: movie's long.
2: It is two it's hours, long. seven minutes. And
1: the thing that got me is it, you're writing for a good hour or more and it's one movie. And then all of a sudden the wheel gets jerked to the right and you're in a whole fucking different place. No. A whole different place. that movie totally flips on you and it's it's like a roller coaster ride.
0: Because this is a film, as you said about the different paths. This is a film about family trauma and a film about supernatural right that keeps weaving in and out and apart and together. Like it's like oh, the family trauma and the supernatural come together. then they're separate. Well, the
1: thing is is I feel like they kept you they did a great job of keeping you in the real world. With the performances, especially of Tony Collette, was just so real, so heart wrenching. They played everything close to reality, Mm -hmm. so for so long that now they've got you in that world. Now they can start slowly. Let's start pulling this weird shit in
0: on them. -hmm. Start pulling
1: this weird shit in.
0: That's a beautiful trick of the the filmmaking in that we always talk about like cannibal holocaust and how people hate how the real animals get killed in the film. But if the real animals don't get killed in the film, you don't believe what happens to the actors in the film. You know what I mean? It, Mm -hmm. It sucks, you know, and you can skip those parts after you've watched the film one time. But like, it's all about tricking your brain into believing those parts and that's what they do in this film is yeah. that you're so invested in the family drama you're so invested in everybody's psychology and their mental health and the backgrounds and things like that that when they start you know easing in the supernatural part you buy a hook line it's like a game it, of thrones
2: and it makes it all the more horrific yeah. that all of this anguish that these human beings have been put through oh yeah is it is because of another motive that maybe these people really didn't have all these problems that so much of this was by design. Um, and, and you're right. I think that any truly great scare can be heightened with investment yep. where you care about the people and the story and what's going on. Um, but yeah, we get to that last bit and she realizes flipping through Charlie's book, the horrible drawings in there. She tries to throw the book in the fire. It won't, uh, and starts to catch her arm on fire.
1: She catches on fire. stuns up. Yeah, yeah, for putting it in there.
2: Man. She discovers a body in the mm-hmm. attic that we've referenced all through the film. Like come home, Gabriel Burns talking about the smell in the in the house oh, and yeah. something's something smells rotten.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, we've we've got the dreams of the ants. Anyways, we come to find out that that is the body of her mother. Yeah, decapitated and blackened, rotting. Uh, sitting up there, um, and Gabriel Byrne, the the father, gets in, listens to her. Finally, once he goes up, sees that he tries uh, down there and it catches fire. When they're ha- she wants him to throw the book in the fire. He goes up in flames.
1: Man, and that a lot of times when you see people on fire in film, they're they're padded up so big, you know. Oh, good. I, but this looked real. Yeah, it looked. Ugh. Ugh. it's Ugh. And, and, and can you? I can't think of many other deaths that are worse than the thought of being completely engulfed in flames and burning to
2: death. Especially in your own goddamn living room. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, that's clearly because he's been in the way the whole time. Yeah. He's always been a pain in the ass. You're done. We're right here. Now we're going to get more drastic. You're you're going to burn right now because we've got it all right here at the finish line. Um, And so basically we want it to be passed on to the son and he wakes up with her hanging above the ceiling, Annie Oops. the mom.
0: Before we hit the big climax. Toddy, you wanna
3: you wanna interject anything here? Well I mean <laughs> <laughs> I was like I have heard about that,
0: Todd. I just want to give him a chance. So <laughs> I'll say um
3: uh, you kind of touched on it quite a bit, but um I would say this movie's designed to to fool you. Yeah. Because uh Vinny touched on it, but the marketing I thought this was like the omen. I I agree. I thought this was a a demon child or witch. the, the car scene when, when that happened, it did, it turned into a different film. Um, I think some of the scenes to me, um, you touched on quite a few, but the, um, I can't think of, uh, the kid from the naked brothers band, Peter. So when he's, uh, in class and he just starts like hurting himself with the desk, like that was freaky. Um, She had the, the Charlie had the quirk of, of clicking, which after she dies, he wakes up to hear that in the room. And she's like off in the corner. And then like, um, like the ghost of her kind of grabs him and he wakes up. Um, the scenes where the mom is just being brutally honest about trying to board him. Um, and then, uh, I kind of, I don't know if I want to touch on it now or after like the the ending of the film, but to me, the rewatching the movie, they tell you from the beginning, there's so much stuff yeah. through this. The oh, yeah. op- the o- one of the opening scenes, like Charlie tells you from the beginning, what the hell the movie's about, because she's like, "Grandma always wanted me to be a boy."
0: Grandma always took care of me. Who's going to take care she of me? Has, uh, she has a she cuts
3: the head off of a pigeon, um, which with the crown and, um, I don't know. Like when you rewatch it, it's like ba- basically the whole the whole movie's summed up in the beginning of the Way film out for you. Here's the big
0: finish.
2: Um, so when the book goes in the fire and. We've got him all burnt up, and he becomes possessed. Uh, Peter wakes up, comes down to find Dad. Uh, the whole time, while that's happening, we have her off in the distance, basically just spider walking around. Oh, um, it is done perfectly.
0: I almost pooped my pants. The opening
2: scene <laughs> of that whole sequence, he's laying in bed with a long shot, and we've got her up in the corner. And as he sits up, we see her just go basically running through the air touching nothing just running right out the door i mean it's it's jarring and then when he goes down and finds the body she's up there and that's where it all kind of collides he goes racing up to the attic to get away from her one of my favorite scenes of the entire film happens at this point when he gets the the door up and he's in the attic and she's banging on it and then they show the shot of her and she is up on the the ceiling where the door is just racing her head, bashing her face into the door so hard and so fast that it's like a hummingbird. You almost can't even tell exactly what you're watching. It's very effective. And uh, we get up there. He discovers uh, basically all of the the macabre, the horrible things that are up there. He goes out the window. Long story short, we get him up into the treehouse. Before then, though. Okay.
0: All I forget right. Forget what happens. To Why mom? don't I'll let you finish. Okay. Before then, he looks up and mom is. Oh sawing, yeah, yeah. See, sawing... I can't keep track of all this shit. There's so much. Yeah. Mom is sawing her head off like she's got maybe one of those camp saw things. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of to like... the
3: to the audience of, of weird cult members hanging dong. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. This is no. They're the they're scattered throughout the house. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right, that's right. Did we
1: hang dong in every movie? that is yeah. Why did we asylum? go four for four on Donghang? Was <laughs> uh, Doom Asylum? Was there any I in like there's I right, there
0: just, right. just boobies. All right. Um, so while they're still in the house, yeah, yeah, you're right. The people were in the house. Uh, they look up, and mom is sawing her head off with one of those little camp ne- next to things. grandma's
3: decapitated body. Yeah, and
0: oh god, that scene is unreal. And... She succeeds in sawing her head off. The sound man. And then you notice like one of the creepy old men hanging dong in the house. You recognize that creepy smile as one of the old men standing by grandma's casket nope. at the funeral. He was so prominent because like when we saw him, we were like, oh, who's that naked old man? uh he was at the funeral. <laughs> and then mom's headless body floats out to the treehouse.
2: It's time, Professor. Um, no, we basically we finally get what we've been working towards. Um, we get out there and we make Peter uh, the host. Peter is out there with all of them. Uh, we have the the head of his sister up on uh, what was what was the head on? Is it the body of? It's the statue. Yeah, but yeah, we have our basically our final ceremony out there where he uh becomes uh payment is that pale. how you say it payment pale king payment yeah, Payman. um one of the kings of hell yeah and all that we have worked towards from basically his grandmother has uh, finally happened Told we've got a male it. host to to be him and uh it's man that that last act is just oh it's uh, unbelievable balls of the walls c- fucking crazy
3: I'll say when uh, when when the, when the movie ended, there there was definitely some people like, "What the hell did we just watch?" But yeah, everybody in the theater was pretty uh pretty shocked.
1: I pretty well sat there quiet while the credits rolled. When when oh, yeah. when I, I got like, what, what the I,
3: fuck, I walked in in the door to my house from seeing this in the theater. I turned on quite a few lights because I was I was pretty disturbed by what I had seen.
2: Yeah, we didn't say much after we walked uh. out. We we're just like, whoa. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Carrie and I basically just sat there with our jaws wide open. Yeah. And then I think three nights later watched it again. (laughs) Like invited friends over. We're like, you've got to see this film. Come over tonight. I
2: looked up too that payment is the same force behind the evil in Last Shift. Yep. I didn't
0: remember that. Yep. And it's odd because I look through my, you know, I've got my occult book section and like none of my demon books have payment in them. But yeah. if you Google search for Payment, he's, he's, he's clearly in the mythology. He's clearly in the lore. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, my demon books don't have Payment. And I just thought it was weird. So yeah, same, uh, same one in Last Ship. And so I thought that was uh, a neat connection there too. First film. First film. This movie wrecked me. Yeah. Just wrecked me. And I think it's phenomenal. And my advice to all of you sitting at home, I hope, you didn't listen to the spoilers if you haven't seen it. Go watch this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh for show. Yeah, go get out watch this movie. You get you get you have to see this movie.
3: I would say my only disappointment with this movie is and and it's nothing new, but the Oscars should not have shunned this film. No, like, Tony, they should Tony not Collette have. alone should have, yes. should have been nominated I'm for. I will say
0: it right here. Fuck the Academy. That's right. bullshit. Like, yeah. It's so stupid. Flat out It's so stupid. I mean... They're bullshit. Yeah. I mean, the way that something like this will get snubbed because it's horror is just
2: ridiculous. Well, the the best score of last year came from Mandy. They won't let it be nominated because it played on BOD the first week and then went to the theaters. So it's not eligible. Um, And the guy who did that is the composer that um, passed away in his 40s back in, like, February. So this was it. That was his last one. And they won't even let it be nominated because... It was on video in the man first. Mm-hmm. They're a crack of shit. Yep. She's great. Watch the movie. Yeah. The son's great too. I
0: Oh man. I should really I, stress. I, I, I had something
3: else that I watched recently. I had to look him one. up because I was like he looked familiar and I never really watched the show, but they promoted the Nickelodeon's Naked Brothers man quite a bit. <laughs> and I'm like, him and his brother are, are from because that's kinda like when they were younger. Um I think the whole cast. I mean,
2: everybody's good, but I thought Tony those Collette two in and, uh, and and
3: Gabriel Byrne. Obviously, I know them from a lot of films. Everybody else was kind of new to me. Um, the The girl that played Charlie, like everybody in the movie, was 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 really really good. Yeah, it's an exciting oh,
0: start. Um, the 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 son was in My Friend Dahmer, and he oh, okay. plays the character of Dürf, who's the one that wrote the comic My Friend Dahmer. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I just watched him in something else recently. Awesome. So, yeah, I can't recommend this film enough. It's beautiful. It's bonkers. It's terrifying. Um, it's what you pay to go to the movies for. Yeah.
2: It lived up to the hype. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, so, yeah. I'd already
2: heard a ton before we went to the theater, and it's still, it was like a punch to the face. Oh,
0: yeah. Big time.
2: And it is re-watching it, even when you know what's coming. It's yep. still an assault. Yep.
0: Bigly. Bigly, so. Any final thoughts on Hereditary?
1: Other than go watch it, that's it. Yeah,
0: there's not much more to say. But, yeah. All right, wrapping up another Monster Mash with the Midwest Monsters. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Adner and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff.
1: Venomous Vinny.
0: Hi, Toddy. Stay scary. Over here thinking about Hereditary. Oh, I gotta pee.